The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. Well, this is a fascinating story about the power of tefillah when a person prays. This person I know personally, he learned in a school in New Jersey. He's a 12th grader in a Jewish school. And he wanted to go, many, many boys go to Israel for the first year after they finish high school. Before they go to college, if they do go to college, before they go to any college, whatever they do, university, they want to spend one year in Israel in yeshiva. This specific boy, his parents were not so happy as of last year of him going to yeshiva in Israel. They already wanted him to go start university right away, which is this upcoming year. This boy didn't want to, he wanted to go learn Torah for one year in Yerushalayim in El Sisael. His parents did not let him. What did he do? Listen to this, but that's tremendous, the power of how Hashem runs the world, and how Hashem listens to her tefillot. This boy once goes to his rabbis, in his yeshiva, in his school, and he tells them, what do you want me to do? The rabbis start speaking to his parents, trying to tell them, you know, maybe you should go to yeshiva for one year, and afterwards they go to college. The parents were not buying it. Our son is going to college the first year. He's not going to Israel. Another rabbi tried, a pretty big rabbi in the community. It didn't really help. The parents were sticking to their guns. My son is going to university and college. He's not going to Israel. But this boy, Rabotai, this teenage 12th grader, davened and davened to Hashem for a long time. This happened when I remember. It was already January of last year. And he kept on davening and davening and davening that he wants to go to Israel, he wants to go to Yerushalayim. Even, even though he saw no path of how it's basically possible, because his parents were not budging, it wasn't happening. He kept on davening and davening, and other rabbis in the yeshiva also davened for him. But I listen to what happens next. This is a crazy story, it literally just happened. It's already the summertime. His friends already know exactly in what room they're already sleeping in, in the yeshiva in Israel. It's summertime, school starting September, Elul and Eretz Yisrael. This boy, you know, he's going to university, but he did not stop praying. Listen to what happened. Come summertime, his friends, the 12th graders, went on the last 12th grade get-together. They graduated, each one is going in the different directions in different schools, yeshivot. So they said, let's get together the last trip. They come eat in a restaurant in Lakewood, the 12th graders. This group of Torahs go to a certain restaurant. This boy that davened, his friend next to him ordered sweet potato fries. I haven't look. He emailed me the whole story right here on Gmail, by the way. The whole story this is crazy. His friends orders a sweet potato fry. In his sweet potato fry from this restaurant, he finds a metal screw. He finds a Phillips screw in the fries, sweet potato fries. His friend starts making calls the manager, and he yells at the manager for a while, obviously. And he said this whole thing took them 20-30 minutes extra to stay in the restaurant. They wanted to leave, this boy says. He was ready to leave. But because they had a medal and the sweet potato fry, you know, it's going to make chaos. Finally, they leave the restaurant. As they leave the restaurant, they said, let's take a class picture. All the 12 get together, you know, you take a class picture. Who knows when we're going to see each other next. And they said, with the first guy that passes by, we're going to give him the phone on the sidewalk out of the store. We're going to give him the iPhone and he's going to take the picture. Suddenly, a guy pulls up. Let's call him Horowitz, because I don't want to say his real name. I'm not allowed to. Let's say a guy Horowitz. The guy pulls up, goes out of his car. Let's say his name is Horowitz. And tell him, hey, can you take a picture? He says, sure. Horowitz starts taking a picture of the boys in the 12th graders from the yeshiva. He sees they're doing all these poses, you know, all these gas stuff. And afterwards, he starts asking them, tell me, what do you guys do? Which yeshiva are you guys from? They start telling him the name of a yeshivot. And then he asks them, where do you guys go after 12th grade? What do you guys do? 
So one guy says, I'm going to this yeshiva. One guy says, I'm going to Jerusalem for this yeshiva. One guy says, I'm going to Barilan. I'm going to this. I'm doing that. Then he turns to this boy that davened for so many months. And he tells him, where are you going? He tells him, well, I want to go to Israel, but I'm not, it's not going to happen because my parents rather me go to college the first year. And then this guy Harwitz starts asking him, did your parents ever speak to any rabbis? Were they in contact with rabbis? He says, yeah, don't even try it. My parents, the rabbis, try it. Don't even go there. Remember, this is the summer. This is August time. Look at this. We're in September. This is August time. And he starts telling him, did your parents ever speak to the rabbis? He says, yes, but it's not going to happen. Then he tells him, did your parents ever speak? Listen to this. Did his parents ever speak to a person that has a PhD? PhD. So this guy Harwitz is a rabbi with a degree, with a PhD, and he's from California. He's not from Lakewood. He's from California. He was visiting a family member as he was at he met his kid. And this boy told him, no, my parents never spoke to a person who has a master's degree. Well, he tells him, I'll love to help you out. Here is my number. This guy Harwitz says, here is my number. Tell your parents to call me. I'll call them. Let's have a conversation. This guy Harwitz speaks to this boy's parents. And because he has a master's degree, obviously he was able to enter their hearts and their minds. And this boy, Rabbi as we're speaking, is learning in Yerushalayim right now. He's learning in Yerushalayim right now as of September, as Chodesh Elul. His prayers were accepted. And right now he's learning in Jerusalem as we speak. This boy sent me the email, sent me the story. Rabbi listen to what happened here. This boy is davening for months, for months. Hashem, I want to go to yeshiva. What is he davening for? Is he davening for money? Is he davening for a car? Is he davening for a house? He's davening for yirat shamayim. He's davening to Hashem. Hashem, I want to get close to you. I want to learn Torah. I want to do mitzvot. I want to go to Israel for one year to learn Torah and yeshiva. And he saw no path of it happening. He didn't give up. He kept on praying and davening and davening and davening. Came the summer. It's basically a close deal. But he kept on davening and davening. Registration is basically over, but he kept on davening. What does Hashem do? He sends him to a liquid restaurant. Hashem puts a medal and a sweet potatoes fries in order to keep him in the store for 20-30 minutes. So when they walk out 20-30 minutes later, that specific moment when they walk out, Haritz pulls up and he gets out of the car to take a picture of the class, to meet this boy, to speak to his parents, to send him to Eretz Yisrael. Do you hear that? You see how Hashem watches over every single person. Hashem was mis- Hashem turned around the whole world for this boy, for his tefillot. He was davening for Yirat Shamaim. Hashem accepted his tefillot. What an unbelievable story, Rabbi The power of tefillah. One should never give up, and I'm talking to myself. Never give up. Always daven. Always daven to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Always pray, never give up. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.